Well, hey, hi, hello there. Welcome to the Puck Fantasy Football League podcast. My name is Cameron Henry, manager of the Plucky Ducks. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel McNeese, manager of Cobra Kyler. And this week we have two special guests. That's right. Two powerhouse guests joining us. Smill, manager of Smill Loose Ends, and Drumothy, manager of Matthew's Marvelous Team. How is it going, my dudes? Hello, hello. Hey, we got full house. Yeah, man. And um, before we start, can I just say, (laughs) 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 um, you know, I I've been very impressed with this podcast. I'm very impressed with, you know, I knew Daniel was a sicko. I knew I'm seeing Daniel. I've never called Daniel before in my life, and I'm looking at the Zoom screen. I sounds Daniel. weird. McNeese was a sicko, but I didn't know you were too, Cam. You know everything about fantasy football. You're talking about the why they were drafted. Like you guys know so much, and it's so impressive. I love it. Um, another thing. Thank you guys for doing this because. That's what I look for like when I do fantasy football is like pretty much competing, which this is a really competitive league, but then also connecting. And I feel like the group chat has been lit and the podcast is awesome as well. And I just feel more connected than ever. And it's our 10th year, 10 year anniversary. Awesome. I love it. I'm loving this. Yeah, yeah man. We, we stepped it up. Yeah, dude, it's been super fun to listen. And honestly, Smell, I'm with you because when I hear them talk about like different players, like this is the honestly probably the least I've ever paid attention to fantasy. And I thought I knew a lot before, but it turns out I didn't know anything. I was just picking players because they both have a lot of knowledge. I'm like, what the hell? Where did this come from? Yes. Well, if you look at my record on the year, you'll see that (laughs) a lot of knowledge means literally nothing sometimes. (laughs) So that's super fun, but thanks. I mean, I'm, I'm really glad you guys are enjoying it. And, uh, fun, fun fact, uh, more than just you guys are enjoying it because now that we're uh, available on Spotify and Apple podcasts, uh, we had like 60 listens this week across all platforms. So if you're a random person listening to this podcast, welcome. Uh, this is for our personal fantasy football league. I'm sure there might be some tips and tricks that you'll pick up from this if you would like <laughs> to continue listening. But uh, yeah, join join on join along for the ride. I'm, I'm sure it'll be fun. See, really, yeah. it, was, it was just me and Smell listening just like to every repeat. episode multiple times. Just, just on repeat. Ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> Have it on repeat while you're sleeping. Um, hey, so since we got you guys, I figure uh, we you know got some important stuff to talk about. So um, first things first, what's your favorite uh, Halloween candy? Ooh. Uh, oh, I like the little pumpkins that are really candy corn, but they're in pumpkin shape. Oh, yeah. The Brock's pumpkins. Yeah. yeah I, I, got, awesome. I got some of those in my cabinet right now. I've been eating them all day. I know. Uh, the bag was I smashed the bag in a solid 24 hours. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Um, for me, shoot, that's a hard one. It's probably the Reese's pumpkins. 
I know they're literally the same thing as a regular Reese's, but when they're shaped (laughs) in the holiday shape, they're just so much better. Dude, it's like the same thing as the the orange Oreos. It doesn't make any sense. They're the same exact thing, but the orange Oreos (laughs) are so much better than regular Oreos. Wait, they don't have like a slightly different taste? No, they're they're supposed to be the same exact thing, but they taste so different. They're so good. It's like the different color M&Ms. They all have different flavors, and I won't hear any argument as to why they're the same. (laughs) Dude, speaking of M&Ms and Oreos, I got M&Ms yesterday that are cookies and cream M&Ms. Oh, that sounds awesome. They're not as good as you would think, but I got them anyway, (laughs) and I'm going to eat all of them. Well, I guess the suspense is killed quickly. I appreciate that. (laughs) So, uh, okay, maybe we should talk a little bit about fantasy. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, I had a fun thing I wanted to start uh, the episode with. So we ended last episode with waiver talk and picking people up and their, you know, bipocalypse and all that stuff. So this week, uh, I thought it'd be fun. I, I was going to review what happened last week with the people that I brought up, and then I had... Uh, another set of players for you guys to all pick from. So let's, let's go it. into, yeah, let's go into that. So first last week for quarterbacks, the options were Daniel Jones, uh, Bridgewater and Goff. Those were the, those were the three that I gave. Um, and smell or not smell Steez and Corb both picked Jones and Jones actually was the one that, you know, ended up going off the boat. He got 19 points. Yes. Uh, Bryce actually picked up Bridgewater and played him. He ended up getting 17 points. So, but uh, he won. He did Not win. Bad. You know, he, he didn't lose out. And I mean, that was kind of what Core was saying was like the, uh, uh, the floor, I guess, that Bridgewater gives you. So, yeah, uh, it's a little safer. Yeah. yeah, you can't go wrong with Ted Two Gloves either. Yeah. Keep it real, real quick. <laughs> In the running back department, we had uh, Dernis Johnson, Travis Homer, and Kyle Uschek. Johnson, of course, just <clears throat> smashing, uh, coming in and uh, in replacement of Chubb and Hunt, getting like twenty-five points this week. Sadly, Hulk, Cam Hulk, who who had him and started him, that was not enough to. Uh, to overtake Smill, who uh, Smill, you yes. you took another player that I I brought up, uh, Yuschek, who um, goose egged for you. He just dropped him. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just dropped him probably ten minutes ago. Nice. And I actually had two goose eggs this week, but you did. It was yeah. rough. Yeah, but hey, but you pulled wow. it out. It was good. Uh, but that uh, Johnson, both both of you guys picked Johnson, Corbin, and Steez last week. Uh, for wide receivers, we had Jefferson, Van Jefferson, Kendrick Bourne, and Harris, Deontay Harris. Uh, Corbin went with Harris, who got no points. I think he was did out. not play. Yeah, he was yeah. injured. Uh, Van Jefferson actually did pretty well with twelve point three points. He would have been a pretty solid fill in player. But Kendrick Bourne, who no one uh, chose on the podcast, but Smill. You ended up grabbing him, and he got you a nice little 15 points this week. 
And yeah, I mean, I think my highest score was 15 too. I think he might have been my high score. So, oh, no, no, no. I think it was, it was Jameis, my boy Jameis. He had 17. <laughs> but yeah, like if I didn't do that, I probably wouldn't have won. So thank you guys. Yeah. And then uh, the last, the tight ends, we had Uzoma, we had OJ Howard, and we had Hayden Hurst. Uh, Steez, I believe you picked Uzoma. Uh, no, you picked Howard. I picked Corbin, Howard. Corbin went with Uzoma, and then Hurst was by himself. Howard uh, not getting anything. Cameron Brait also didn't get anything. So just no tight ends at all for Tampa Bay. Super uh, weird. Hurst, you know, five points. I, I guess if you would have played him, you wouldn't have been awful, you know, but whatever. But, uh, you know, talk of the town, Uzoma, that uh, 24.6 points this week. That would have just that would have been uh, lovely for anybody to have grabbed him. I wish I would have known uh, Darren Waller would have been out and then I could have grabbed him. But Darren Waller decided to be out uh, about an hour before the game started. So that was super fun to figure that out. out. So this week I got a new set, uh, just two players each this time. But we'll go through the four players or the four positions. So uh Starting out first, quarterback, got Big Ben versus Cleveland, who's giving up the fourth most points uh, this season to quarterbacks, or Daniel Jones versus Kansas City, who's giving up the second most points to quarterbacks. What do you guys think? Oh, Danny Dimes. That's what I'm going to go with here. I don't, <laughs> I don't trust Big Ben as far as I can throw him. I think – I've only seen him in actually probably two games so far this year, but he's looked so bad. I I can't trust it. I'm going to go with Danny Dimes, who if he's not getting it done in the air, he can get you some points on the ground. Or make one-handed catches. I'm also going to go with Daniel Jones on this one. Smell, what are you feeling? You know, um, I'm looking at these numbers right now, and I got to go with Big Ben. Wow, Big Ben. All right. I mean, Big Ben. It doesn't really matter. These (laughs) these guys aren't great. And if you have to get Big Ben or Daniel Jones, you're in trouble. So I'd say trade. Try to make a trade. Yeah. I mean, at least Big Ben does have all of his weapons. So Okay, that that should be the third option here. You have player A, player B, or trade. Okay. Yeah, that'll be the third option you guys can pick. Um, all right. So for wide receivers, we have, uh, Cobb versus Arizona, who's giving up the 13 most, um, something to note, Alan Lazard and Devonta Adams, both out for the Ooh. Packers. And then, uh, Van Jefferson versus Houston, who's giving up the sixth least to wide receivers. Um, but Van Jefferson did have a good week last week. He's been looking pretty, you know, decent spot start, uh, this year. So, or trade, try to try to trade for somebody. What are we, what are we thinking? Well, it's kind of tripping me out that that Packers game is on Thursday. So I don't know if I want to start my week out throwing Randall Cobb out there and just hoping that he sets my team out on the right foot. So I'm probably just going to pick up Van Jefferson. Uh, he's he's played well enough, I think, that I can trust him. 
See, I'm going to go Randall Cobb just because of the two COVID things. Like, you just need somebody that's going to get the volume. And you know, especially in a close game like that, Aaron, the ball is going to be in Aaron Rodgers' hand. They're not going to put it on the run game. And so with Randall Cobb being the most experienced vet with those two out, uh, I'm going to go with Randall Cobb. Eesh. Okay, well, honestly, I was thinking probably Van Jefferson. Um, just because – I've had Randall Cobb this year. He had two goose eggs for me and he's just kind of everywhere. You know what I mean? At least with Van, I know it is really crowded um, in that wide receiver court. He's like fourth string or something, but I think he'll at least get more than Randall. Cause he's just, he's kind of everywhere, you know, kind of like them both though. I don't think you can really go wrong. Yeah. I think there's some nice options if you need them. Um, but all right. So this, uh, next position running back, which, you know, always important, the running back position. So we got, we got two interesting options. Uh, we got Smaj P Ryan, who's going against the jets who are giving up the most to running backs this year. Um, for some background P Ryan, uh, last week got 18 points and the week before got zero points. Um, but the week before that got 16, the zero points, he was on uh, the COVID. So, you know, not able to play, but, um, you know, he's still got Joe Mixon in front of him. However, we also have Boston Scott, who's going against Detroit, who's giving up the fifth most to running backs. Uh, looks like Miles Sanders is going to be missing some time. There's Kenneth Gainwell there. Um, but Boston Scott, he's been there for a couple of years. He has performed when he, you know, gets the starting role. So, uh, yeah, what are we feeling between these two players? You guys going to play? Uh, they're both kind of like backups, um, but, you know, who might boom next next week? No, I think Boston Scott is a sneaky play. I think if you really need a running back or a flex, I think you can take him. But, man, if anybody saw what, the Patriots were able to do on the ground last week against the Jets. They ended up having three running backs in the top 15 in fantasy last week. So I will take anybody running against the Jets right now. Give me P. Ryan. Yeah, I'm on the same boat. I think P. Ryan is going to be just – there's certain teams that you just always start people against, and it's definitely the Jets this year. Well <laughs> – hammer <laughs> just gave up p ryan i had to so, uh oh. he was the first person and i noticed this a couple days ago was it saturday he did it and i put in my waiver request because i don't know if people listening know that i'm a bottom feeder just like hammer <laughs> um so i'm just scrapping too um so i hope you know, anyone listening to this league doesn't put in a waiver request for him. No. But <laughs> how much did you put in? I'll put one dollar more. <laughs> oh, no. uh, no, I think I put ninety nine in there. So uh, <laughs> don't worry about it. No. Do Do you want to know what happened? This is this is the the stupid stuff that happened. Okay, I get a notification at like eleven thirty, eleven forty five that Darren Waller's not playing okay and i'm like wait i you know i didn't have another tight end on my team 
you know, Dawson Knox is on a buy. And I was like, well, crap, I got to pick somebody up. But Jermichael Hasty was in my IR spot and he was active. And so I wasn't able to pick anybody up unless I moved him from the IR onto my bench. But then when I did that, I had too many people on my team. So I had to drop him. But then in order to add Cameron Brait, I had to drop another person. And P. Ryan was the only person I was comfortable dropping. Okay. Wasn't the smartest Dang. thing, but that's what had to happen. And I'm really upset. Dang. Well, you should have uh, selected trade because <laughs> at 1145, I got, the, I got uh, a jumbo set team starting three tight ends. Yeah, that would have been uh, really nice if I would have three, known. Three lose ends. Three lose ends. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. All right. Well, last but not least, we have the tight end position. Uh, and we got uh, CJ Uzoma, who just freaking went off last week um, and was not picked up by anybody. Um, who knows? Maybe he'll get picked up this week. Maybe, maybe some people have some, some bids in for him. Uh, he's going against the jets, uh, eighth most to tight ends, or we got Mo Ali Cox. Uh, Mo Ali Cox had a pretty decent week last week. I think he got around 10 points. He's going against Tennessee. Who's, uh, given up the sixth least points, um, or six fewest, I guess, to tight ends. So, um, but he gets like a decent number of targets uh, over there in Indianapolis. So uh, what are you guys thinking? Uzoma or Mo Ali Cox or trade? Do you guys want the good one or the bad one? I think I'm going to go with uh, CJ Uzoma. I, nope. Last week I said <clears throat> he's probably just a one-week wonder because to me that's what he's done every year. He has one good game and then you pick him up and then he has four bad ones but he's strung together some really nice games and the Bengals are rolling right now so I'll I would take CJ yeah just exactly like I said uh for the last player anybody against the Jets just give them to me um well I will say if you're looking for a longer play I would think that Ali Cox is a little more consistent um his his floor is a little bit higher maybe um i see uzama's got like a a couple stinkers in between those two 24 point games oh he's got a nine but he's got a one and a a two you know i mean i would say if you want to get someone consistent a little more consistent but if you want that 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 burst this week probably go with uzama gotcha all right well there you have it. We have our, our waiver recommendations from the experts. Um, so make sure you guys go out there and spend all of your fab on everybody that was recommended so that you don't have any more. Then I can pick up everybody else afterwards. Perfect. <laughs> Heard it here first from the two bottom feeders. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I say uh, we we hop into the matchups this week and review them. And as we normally do, we can start with the largest uh, margin of victory this week, which was Lucas winning, uh, beating me. (laughs) (laughs) 
He won uh, 179 to 96 points. I think, I mean, I, I didn't check, but that might, that might be the lowest point total of the week or of the season. <laughs> yeah, that out. it's probably the biggest margin of victory, I think, no, even with... No, no. What? Last week, uh, it was, this is an 82. Last week, it was like a 96 point margin of victory. Oh, wow. I checked. Got yeah, saved. I checked. I got checked. Oh. Yeah. So not, not that bad. But honestly, probably more embarrassing because I only got 96 points. Um, I'm now one and six. I'm 12th uh, in the league. <laughs> and guys, I'm going to be honest. I don't know what to do. And I'm just going to keep doing my best. Uh, I, I hope that, you know, I mean, this week I got to figure out a tight end. Who knows? Um, that wasn't very fun having Waller just suddenly drop out. Uh, I did have some players on by some key players, you know, Mike Williams was out and uh, Chase Claypool was out and you can look at my wide receiver core and see that that's where I did not get many points. Um, but yeah, overall, not, not a great look for, for my team. Um so let's talk about Lucas's team. Anybody have any thoughts? <laughs> well, can we mention that he was he he got married this week this past weekend? Yeah. And yeah congratulations, Lucas. I wasn't. Yeah, congrats, Lucas. I don't know what you're doing right now. Maybe on your honeymoon. Um, did you guys? Was there anyone from here able to go? Yeah, I was there. It was How a was nice it? spot. It was good. Enjoyed it. Chopped it up with. Riot Makers, Bryce and uh, Big Bruce, Big Big Blue, Gorb was there. Okay, and uh, Hamburger Henry, Chad was there too. Oh yeah, yeah, it was, oh. it was a good time. Cool. Um, he, I don't know, like it was a Saturday, right? I just don't think that he was very focused on this. Was no, he? I like I could not imagine that he. <laughs> Yeah, I but don't he's know. Still but he's, and and he's I feel two, like that's he's two team. and zero since getting married. <laughs> so so any of you guys in uh, losing streaks, just just get wifed up real quick. <laughs> Go on a win streak. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, now that I have a girlfriend, I'll just let her know, and I'm sure she'll be on board with that. So <laughs> you're, you're it's looking for the for fantasy teams. <laughs> for the fantasy, yeah, she she'll yeah. understand. <laughs> But, um yeah for lucas's team i mean do you got any insight <laughs> yeah dude so so he, had, he jumps up to fourth place in our league and i gotta say this is kind of looking like a cinderella story yeah the way that his team started out with like four people that i had never heard of in his week one starting lineup and till now he's he's on an absolute tear Nine of his players scored double digits. And um, what I was looking at this week is non-quarterbacks scoring touchdowns. Because me personally, I had a really rough time with that. But Lucas had seven touchdowns from non-quarterbacks in his lineup. And that is going to help you win like nine times out of ten. Yeah, Burrow, the number one player on the week, Joe Burrow. Cincinnati is rolling, so it's looking good for him. Yeesh. 
I think he really benefited from that Zach Ertz trade over to Arizona because uh, Zach Ertz had the longest touchdown of his career uh, on, I believe it was his first game with Arizona since the trade. So I think that's been good. That's going to end up being a huge trade uh, for Lucas. So good job on that. And then and also, when, you a, oh, when, you have, when you have a quarter, a cornerback that's scoring 10 points, um, that's also like a nice little additional boost to your score. Cause I think, Defensive players on average, you're thinking like five or six points is like a solid day. So when you can get into double digits, even with defensive players, you're sitting pretty. So interestingly enough, he has the top two rushing touchdown leaders in the NFL. Obviously, Derrick Henry, number one. Second in the NFL, James Conner. I was looking at it. He is... Really? Yeah. Um, He was the 35th running back drafted and he is currently the running back 19 on the season just ahead of chase Edmonds, who's running back number 20 who i took um three three rounds earlier in the draft so maybe it was good fortune for lucas taking james connor late but man it's really paying off for him yeah, that's kind of the story of most Lucas's teams. Um, he's just sneaky, like they just sneaky score high. You know what I mean? It's like Devontae Freeman, like you're not thinking that he's gonna do great, you know, Cordero Patterson, beginning of the year, like you know what I mean? Like his team is just just so sneaky. I don't know. Maybe his wife is making his picks for him, you know, and that's why he's doing so well. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Well, let's move on to uh, the next matchup where neither guys are married yet. Um, but we got we got Drum. Uh, we got your matchup here versus Hamburger Henry, also known as Chad. Uh, Chad's now at five and two, first overall. Drum, you're at three and four because you lost. Um, how how are you feeling about this week, Dude, bud? What the hell, Chad? It was like he was not nice. <laughs> <laughs> so okay i have a couple confessions terrible ter- absolute terrible call riding my uh people jones play into a- another week like i don't know i thought i knew more than yahoo and apparently i didn't and then chris and they let was- you know about it <laughs> oh dude okay my problem with switching platforms nfl was nice you lost it just said hey you didn't win this week and you moved on Yahoo likes to like twist the knife and send you updates <laughs> and be like, you made this play. Do you know something that we don't? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, you just let it go. I'm ready for next week. Um, yeah, not a good showing. And Brandon Ayuk, along with the entire 49ers, other than the defense, is just, just not, it just hurts, man. It just is not getting me what I'm expecting. So uh, I really like my chances this week, currently against, uh, Steez just because he doesn't have any players in um so as long as that stays the same i should be all right but yeah we'll see yeah do me do me a solid <laughs> i think to to talk about Ayuk, um i think people were expecting debo numbers from Ayuk this year so that's i mean maybe not quite debo but like you know they're expecting Ayuk to really really be the guy and step up you know but sadly has been the case this year i know and they kind of switched huh yeah Yeah. and you know i was thinking about taking mike davis out but last week (laughs) 
McNeese said, Mike Davis, you get a solid 10 points. <laughs> You're just consistent. Oh. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to the professionals here, and I'm going <laughs> to leave him in. And then I was like, maybe I should start Evan Ingram again. But then I heard Corbin's voice in my head. He's not even a part of the offense. Don't but even I put heard. him in. And then he goes off for seven points. Granted, like, there's no way that, you know, I was. Oh, like, yeah, it goes off for seven. Goes off for seven. <laughs> well, that's going off other than, so, you know, Peoples Jones got a goose egg. So seven. I, it's hard. It's hard to win with two goose eggs. And, you know. Yeah. Chad just saw the opportunity and took it. So for Chad, I heard this crazy stat. Jalen Hurts has scored. 43% of his fantasy points on the season in the fourth quarter of a game. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, so that sounds about I mean, right. Just you put him in your lineup and then you do not watch the game. And then at the end, you check the <laughs> score and you're very happy because he's been very, very consistent. It's just very, very scary the way that he gets those points. So just don't watch his games and you're happy. <laughs> Yeah, Chad's got to be so – I mean, he's got to be ecstatic about those backup – I mean, and I know I mentioned him last week, but those backup running backs just being so solid for him, Devonta Booker and Khalil Herbert, both just performing out of their mind. Um, yeah. But – and it looks like – I'm pretty sure Herbert's going to get another uh, another start. I think Montgomery's not quite back yet, so – um that'll be good but it'll be interesting you know once if those guys both go back uh down once uh his once the starters come back so Barkley and uh Montgomery I'll I'll be really curious to see how his team kind of performs um it's actually funny because you look at the standings currently and you know Chad's on top he's five and two he's got the most points for you know win streak of five doing great if you look at the power rankings, which is projected points for the remainder of the season, he's last. He's after me. Whoa. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know what Yahoo is thinking, um, but I'm okay with it. It means oh. I'm not last in something. Don't worry. Yahoo will let you know what they're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. That is kind of strange, though, because he has a really strong, like, wide receiving core, like Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, and Debo. Like, that looks scary just looking at that, you know? I, know. I will say, if you leave your lineup alone and don't make any moves, you're probably going to end up toward the bottom. So the way to keep being a consistent threat is you keep looking to get yourself better. So if, you know, maybe they're looking at this lineup and they're going, ah, too many backups, he can't hang. But if Chad's able to hit that waiver wire and make those right. pickups that he needs, you know, he can he can probably keep it going. Yeah. Like Kerbert. Like I didn't even hear about that. Like, so you guys are kind of next level with like waiver wire pickups, all that stuff. Like, like he's so good. Like he put up what's it, 18, 17 last two idea about that guy. So that's what wins you well fantasy. What's actually kind of crazy, Chad's had Herbert since like week one. Oh wow. He might yeah. have drafted him, huh? Yeah, he might. I think he drafted him. He's just had him and held on to him the entire I was like, what the why? But yeah, no, he he just had Herbert. So um he also had eight touchdowns from the non-quarterbacks. 
and there's only eight non-quarterbacks, so eight touchdowns out of eight flex positions. Crazy. Looking dangerous. Yep. So I asked, I was like, I wanted to bring this up, but I don't want to take up more time than what they had. I was like, are we still going to be doing punishments for last plays? And then I think we should. I'm down. I'm down for the, you know, sit in a Waffle House for 24 hours. But I read one that I thought was very funny and I'm down for it. And so the punishment is the loser has to make an OnlyFans account and they're not allowed to stop until they make $20. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can uh, you can the content could be whatever you want but you just have to make twenty dollars yeah but drum you know what content it would be you know what content i would do yeah mr fucking lumberjack <laughs> i literally wood. i would literally yeah I'd, li- I'd just have to take my shirt off and just chop wood and people would pay like <laughs> so much money for it for no reason oh, yeah, like, there it is. Uh, maybe that's who the lurkers are on the apple podcasts Oh, maybe they're maybe. just like, hmm, I wonder who's going to get last place and who I need to subscribe to on OnlyFans. Yeah, he's trying to get last place because he knows he's got that on lock. I'm doing it on purpose. Yeah. I'm going to pay oh. 20. I'll pay $20 just to make it stop. He's like the easiest, <laughs> easiest 20 bucks I ever made. <laughs> Be myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anyway, all right. So uh, let's get let's get back into some of these matchups. Um, so next up, we have Bryce versus Travis. Um, Ooh, brother bowl. Yeah, we got the brother, brother bowl. bowl go down, and Bryce pulled out the win with a, a resounding win, one seventy five over one sixteen by Travis's second tip top team. So Travis is five and two. He's second. Bryce is three and four. Um, Kind of a surprising uh, outcome from Travis's yeah. team, 116. I think a big thing with that, though, is so, I mean, we talked about it. He has that Mahomes and Hill stack, and Mahomes has just not, not looked great recently. Um, and, be, you know, when Mahomes struggles, Hill's going to struggle. Uh, so that's just a big, you know, just awful. Uh, and then Tyler Lockett, who, you could kind of blame it on Gino, I guess, but like, oh, 100%. Well, but even when uh, Wilson was there, it's not like Lockett was going off, you know, like he was getting more targets, that's for sure. And like, I know when Wilson's back, Lockett will be better, but like, man, that's just some rough looks from like some star players that you'd expect a bit more from, you know? Yeah. It's not, it's not like me where there was just purely bad decisions. You know, <laughs> like, like he can truly blame this on every anybody other than himself. Like you look at this lineup any week, I would start every single one of these players. Um, yeah, it had to be a perfect storm. You yeah. know what I mean? Like those three, those those three are like really core players for him. And like he's going to live and die by the Chiefs for real. Like he lived when he beat me. Um, what's this? A <laughs> hundred points together and he died playing Bruce, you know, this week, you know, playing Bryce, his, his little brother and perfect storm, you know, they had a bad game and then so did the Seahawks, you know, so he's going to, those are going to make or break his team. Those three. It has to hurt to see Aaron Rodgers sitting on his bench with 30.66 though. You know what I mean? Cause you know, at some point he's Oof. like, ah, maybe I should have started him and then decided Patrick Mahomes. So and- let's say Mahomes starts next week. Do you play Rodgers over him? 
Mm, who does he? It depends on the matchup. Who's he play? So Rodgers playing the Giants, and Rodgers has Arizona Cardinals. Oh, that's where I get Jameis vibes from. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not true, and but I know in previous seasons, like I have this bias against him because he did have a couple of those stinkers. This year, he doesn't have that. He's you know he's in the 25 range, you know, like 25 and up range every single week. So he is kind of a safer play. He's not as risky as Jameis. But I, so I feel like that game is going to be a shootout, right? It like 30 happen. plus points a, from each team. The Roger, the, the Green Bay uh, Arizona game. Yeah. Historically they are, but that's a, it's a Thursday game and Rogers won't have his top two wide receivers. But yeah. he'll still get it done with like Ooh. no people. Like people I don't know. I feel like of. it's gonna be like an Aaron Jones gets fifty-five points or something. Like Aaron uh, Jones and AJ Dillon are gonna combine for like six touchdowns. No, not with that defensive line from Arizona. Like, there's no way they're gonna run all over them. What is Arizona ranking on rush defense? I think defense in general, they're like top five. Yeah. yeah. It, it, the, the, that game has to come on Aaron's arm. Like it has to come from Aaron's arm, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's gonna so be I, the Geronimo Allisons of the world that just go off for like 150 <laughs> yards. Yeah, yeah. Equin- Equinemius St. Brown coming to town. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but oh, can we talk about? I want to talk, say something about Bryce's team real quick. Or yeah, you take on Travis. So like, I mean, I know that. Gino, we're blaming Gino, but um, what's it? DK Metcalf had 18 points. We yeah, got two catches. Yeah, <laughs> two catches. Yeah, he took what was it like 60 yards to the house? 84. Uh, okay, that was the only highlight for the Seahawks. Yeah, dang. So, we guess I guess we can blame Gino, but then he's got Jamar Chase who went off. He's yeah. a man, those rooks on his team. Yes. They're looking so good. Yeah. And he tried to trade me Alex Collins, and I denied it, which I'm very happy I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, like he, you know, the running back situation in, in Seattle is just very sketchy right now, you know. So, um, but. I mean, it's been sketchy for like three years ever since Lynch left. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so for DeAndre Swift, he's quietly the number three running back on the year. And I looked back at our draft and he was the 19th running back off the board. And he's already okay. cashing in for Bryce. Love so that. For really, Bryce. really good deep. You know, that was supposed to be his number two running back. He has Saquon. And that really hasn't worked out most weeks for him, but Swift has more than made up for it. Yeah. I feel like once Saquon's back, um, if he, you know, I don't know, Bryce's team. I mean, Saquon comes back, maybe Gronkowski comes back, Russell Wilson comes back. That's a pretty, it's a pretty dangerous team that could just put up some major points any week. And even if, if Mac does get traded, like he's requested, Depending on where he goes, that could be a huge boost, like mid-season. Yeah. Do you think he picked up Marlon Mack just because his son's name is Mack? I, I just hope realized so. that, <laughs> and he has Mack Jones too. <laughs> just the team of Macks. 
I believe it. Wow. But, I just realized yeah, that. Like, hey, like, Hammer, does, smooth. Hammer, does it make you kind of mad that his kicker got 14 points and actually <laughs> contributed to the, the win? <laughs> I think anytime a kicker gets more than five points, I'm upset. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay, so here's a question for you. Kyle Pitts, are we ready <laughs> to move him? So I think we can all agree Kelsey is just kind of tight end number one. He's in yeah. a, a pedestal all on his own. But right below that, is that where we want to put Kyle Pitts already? No. He's been going off lately. No. Has he arrived? Mm-mm. So you would I... not put him up there with like Andrews, Hawkinson? Oh, I'd put him up there. He's just not number two. Like if you well, were to like he's tier two, he's like tier in a tier two. two range, not not tight end two, tier oh, two. Yes, is he? Yeah. Is he grouped yeah. in there with like Kittle? Yeah, tier two for sure. I would take him over. <clears throat> I'd take him over Kittle. Waller? Yeah. No, no, I'd take Waller. Okay, that hurt the homer inside of me. I'd take Waller and Hawkinson, <laughs> and then Pitts, and then Kittle. How Just has Kittle been this year? Hurt. Injured, hurt with everybody else. You and know why I don't draft 49er players? It's because <laughs> when they suck, when they suck, it hurts me when I watch the game and it hurts me when I'm away from the game. So I try not to go off drum. Sorry, that's Wait, my rant. I'm done. Do you really, though? I feel like you still draft. No, I do, but they still hurt. Me. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move on to the next matchup. We got we got Corbin, we got Scoots. Corbin beat Scoots 157 to 111. Corb is three and four. Scoots is three and four. We got a very, you know, it's good. We got we got a lot of close uh, close standings right here. Yeah, um, the guys that needed to lose lost, and it's kind of evened everything out a little bit. Except for me, all the way <laughs> no. at the bottom. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Scoots. I mean, okay, I feel like every week I talk about how Scoots doesn't have players, but he still has three wins on the season, so good for you, Scoots. But this week, he's missing McCaffrey, he's missing Carson, he's missing uh, Cousins, he's missing, oh, Logan Thomas. I mean, well, he's got Mark Andrews, but Logan Thomas is a contributor when he's held. Just all these guys that he's missing. You know what, Scoots, you get a pass. I know that you lost this week. It's fine. Don't put anything on yourself. You, your team has just been injured the entire season, and it's okay. Don't take it so personally. Just move on to the next week, and you'll be fine. That's all I got to say. I, what I will say to Scott, though, man, you could be using your IR spaces a little bit better. I see one, two, three, four guys on the bench that could slide into some free IR spots. And then you could pick up four more players who could potentially contribute. Just a thought. Speaking about someone who is willingly and just fully using their IR spaces. Yes. On the other side, what the heck, Corbin? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Corbin, Corbin putting a linebacker in his IR spaces. <laughs> <laughs> eight. Gotta I'm, hold on to that Blake Martinez. Never know. <laughs> I'm don't want sure him to get Cor- scooped up. I'm pretty sure Corbin made the IR rule just so he could have a second bench. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. But Corb's team. I mean, you know, not not the craziest week. One fifty seven, respectable score. Cooper Cup just abs- absolutely exploding this year. Um, 
I don't understand it. It it kind of bugs me. Um, I feel like he does this though every year. He's he's been good for like four years. Yeah. And every single year it gets to the draft season, and people are like, eh. Cooper Cup's like a wide receiver 15. There's Robert Woods there, but Robert Woods never does anything. And Cooper Cup always just gets all of the touchdowns. It bugs me so why I don't know why I get sucked in every time. I'm well, just like, yeah, Cooper Cup's not gonna be good. And then he's great. They they think he's a lesser version of Thielen, you know, but then he's a better version of Thielen this year. You know what I mean? Like, you know, what's funny is that Corp has both Thielens. He has Cooper Cup and he has <laughs> Thielen. So, like, they're just going off. They always go off. His white receivers. His white receivers. So, also, Russell Gage, he put into the starting lineup this week. And if you'll remember earlier, he traded for Russell Gage with Cam Hulk. And mm. so, we're finally seeing that trade pay some dividends. And, and uh, Russell Gage was – he was the wide receiver 10 this week showed up when he was needed. Yeah. I would also, I mean, I know I said it in the group chat, but I'd also like to just put out an apology for, uh, to Tim Patrick, Mr. Consistent week over week. And when I finally <laughs> uh, pointed that out on the podcast, he, uh, he got 2.6 points. So um, <laughs> I would like to use my powers for good to, <laughs> Uh, trash or to put uh, pump up the whoever I'm playing against. Um, but there's some collateral damage sometimes and, and, you know, stuff like that happens, but um, let's move on to the, the, the next matchup. We got two more. So this one, this is uh, Zach versus McNeese. And I'm shocked system. That this was the second closest matchup. I yeah. feel like I got creamed. <laughs> yeah. Um, dude, it's real weird. If you look at all the matchups, like a ton of people scored like 115. I feel like five different teams scored like 115 this week. Yeah, but... They just all were not playing each other. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, we could have had so many close scores. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so Zach pulls it out 146 to 116 to, to Steez. Um, Steez, how are you feeling this week? Um, you know, with that. I, you know, you, you got some decent play. I know Miles Sanders got hurt. He's going to be out a couple weeks, but you had some major guys out. Um, so, yeah. And I was actually feeling okay because I have the depth prepared for the bye weeks. Um, so I felt pretty good about all the guys that I played and it just didn't, I didn't see the touchdowns that I needed to be able to compete this week um, out of the eight position players in my starting lineup. I got one combined touchdown from them um overall i was pretty happy about the yardages i was getting from everyone but i need to see at least half of those guys scoring touchdowns or else i don't really stand a chance um kyler showed up as always so i'm still happy about that but yeah i was missing justin jefferson dalvin cook this week so that hurt but take a look at my bench brandon bolden Hello. I almost, I, I was thinking about starting him. I was thinking about starting Chase Edmonds, but I ended up going with Nicole Hardman. <laughs> yeah, I kind of surprised you didn't start Edmonds. I mean, I know James Conner has been taking a ton of the touchdowns there, but I feel he's, like he's, I don't he's know. gone two or three weeks now with like the questionable tag. And then yeah. at, in the game, he gets like four carries. 
So I was kind of thinking, mm-hmm. okay, maybe that's going to be a Kansas City shootout. So Nicole Hardman, who had been having some good games in a row, maybe he'll be able to score a touchdown this week. It just didn't happen. Dude, yeah. Deion Jones had a day. <laughs> An absolute day. 11 tackles, three tackles for loss, and four tackle assists for 18 points. That was also a struggle to choose between the linebackers I had. I wanted to go with the guy against Lamar in that running game. But, man, Dion, yeah. He's probably going to have to enter the starting lineup next week. Yeah. And real quick before, I want to talk about Zach's team a little bit, but I think Deion Jones, I'm just looking at his little Yahoo, you know, bio. He might be the only person I've ever seen wearing a beanie in their fantasy <laughs> pick. Dude, I, I don't think the I've, same thing. I don't think I've ever seen someone wear a beanie during. Um, I don't know if you guys check um, on the app. If you look at the uh, discuss and you can see just like random people in the world commenting on these players. Everybody always talks about that beanie. Like whenever he does something, they all just spam beanie in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Uh, for Zach's team, I, I mean, I think that Zach kind of lucked out. I mean, you know, his team got one forty six, which isn't bad. Um, but he, you know, he had to start a couple, a uh, couple players. You know, Quez Watkins and Demetric Felton, um, who didn't didn't particularly perform for him. Uh, he also was on the wrong end of his quarterback choices for the second week, Lamar Jackson scoring less points than Stafford. So we'll see if he decides to make that switch. I'm sure if he makes the switch and puts Stafford in, then Lamar Jackson will go off on his bench. I just, I don't think you can ever really bench Jackson because he could always just score you like 50 points and that's just really exactly. hard to do, but 57. Yeah. But uh, you know, not having Stefan Diggs, not having Tyler Bass, which annoyingly I know he's a kicker, but he's one of the highest scoring kickers in fantasy this week or this year. So um, always rough. But um, yeah, and, you know, having a uh, hunt on on IR, just all these things that I think Zach's just got to be happy. He was able to get this win uh, yeah. even with so much against him. But so I wanted to say one more thing. Um, I know that we've. Uh, we've talked about it in a couple podcasts, Hammer, how Mike Williams just had to be the steal of the draft, right? Because of how late you got him in the 10th round. Yeah, one of the a... steals. One of them, yeah. So I would like to propose maybe even a greater steal of the draft. So Mike Williams is currently the wide receiver eight and was drafted as the 45th receiver off the board. How about the wide receiver five on the year who was taken? 56th receiver off the board Marquise Hollywood Brown my word big fella have yourself a season I'm so happy with how he's been doing this year I don't think that that's bad I think that he could he's easily one of the steals as well however I will say Mike Williams just had a bye week so that's why he's only the wide receiver eight he has one whole less week of points so He could still be like the wide receiver three at the end of everything. However, well, I do think Hollywood that he, Hollywood's on by this next week. So we'll see if he we'll can see catch how up. that balances out. But also we'll see what happens with Rashad Bateman. Who's who's come in and looked pretty good there. Um, the the rook might steal some targets, but let's move into our last matchup and wrap things up. 
we have our closest matchup of the week. Also, uh, probably the lowest scoring matchup of the week, potentially. Uh, Let's go. Smill, you pulled out the win against uh, Strawberry Herbert, Cameron Hulk. You're now two and five. You got two wins. That's always yes. good. You won 115 to 110. How are we feeling about that? Oh, man, I was sweating. <laughs> I was sweating <laughs> so just hard. Dripping. I was just like, man, because you guys remember my last week, right? I mean, I was up 70. Never forget it. On Zach. And I was up 75, and he came back and just, just demolished me with uh, – who was it? It was Lamar Jackson and Pittman. I think he has. So that was pretty tragic for me. So I come into this game and I'm like, man, I have, you know, I have 12 points to make up and I got Jameis, most inconsistent guy <laughs> left. And I'm just like, I got to pull this out. And I, you know, he did, he came up big for me. And um, actually on the defense for me, it was uh Devondre Campbell getting 15 points for me. Um, my third highest scorer's defense. So, um, yeah, dude, like, you know, bittersweet, you know, because I'm no longer a bottom feeder with you and I'm <laughs> right above the lowest tier. But who knows? Next week, you we might be in the same tier again, you know? So, but it honestly, like, I felt great winning, but like, for real, I'm not trying to make fun of you. Like, I do like being a bottom feeder with you. I like being down there. Smilled. Like, I have that kindred, so endearing. I'm going to be injured soul. Still consider yourself a bottom feeder. I mean, you're it's you're still 11. Like, you're, it's, I, I it, you're not too good for it. If you really want to be a bottom feeder, you can join me still. I'm I'm willing to open the 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 club doors for you. But you know what? I'll take it. Because All right. everyone else is tied. Love, I would love to have everyone you. else is tied, and we are standalone. Yeah, and plus our records. Let's be honest, Mill. Your team tried its hardest to lose against really do against it. a guy who had six offensive starters on by this week. <laughs> like, oh, if you look at you look at Cam Holt's bench, six players, all like star players on by. Yes. And you only beat him by five points. <laughs> so I really did. Yeah. You, I really did. You know what it was? It was that Kendrick Bourne pickup. We talked about him on the waiver really last week. And you you got it. That's that's Dude. what it was. Kendrick Bourne, a uh, big fan of the podcast. Uh, hi, Kendrick, if you're listening. He <laughs> heard us last week talk about his teammate Jacoby Myers throwing the ball a little bit. And he decided to throw a touchdown for you this week. So Kendrick, good on you. Yeah. All right. I just like the fact that Smill literally, other than Carson Wentz, couldn't have started anybody else. I know. Like, yep. you guys talked about my team and how, like, I basically only have starters. Like, that's it. Smill, I'd like to put him in that category as well because literally there was no one yeah. else. Yeah, you had a ton of people on by, too. That was pretty rough for both of you guys. But, hey, yeah. you you pulled out that win. You'd be proud of that. Heck yeah. My second one in the season. I'm so proud and I'll take whatever I can get at this point. Dude, and there your you team is trending up, man. Everyone's going to be coming off by Jerry. Judy's going to be coming back. I think he is eligible for week eight. Yeah. Um, Goddard, yes. Goddard has the tight end room all to himself. Now 
I yes. think you know, sky's the limit for these guys. This does not look like the 11th best team in the league to me, honestly. Yes. Speaking of that. things to be proud of, we've wrapped up our matchups, our, our review of week seven. Um, and I think, Smill, you have a segment for us to, to move into. Um, tell, you know, you, do you have some things for, for people to be proud of so far? Yeah. Um, so pretty much, um, we're kind of, you know, thinking about we're at mid season at this point. So we want to give out some mid season awards. So these are teams that either, you know, stunk it up better than everyone else or just achieved better than everyone else. So we want to kind of give some love to everyone, kind of a little refresher at the mid season, you know, so, um, <clears throat> And I'm going to kind of kind of have titles for them. And you guys can tell me if you, you know, agree or disagree on uh, the teams I picked for these awards. Um, provide a little more insight, maybe. Because um, <clears throat> some of them are pretty subjective. Um, but, yeah, let me know. You guys want to do it? Do it. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, cool. So, um, Let's see. First one is the most tragic loss award. (laughs) And you guys could probably guess who I chose for this one, but what, what is your guys' opinion for the year? The most tragic loss. I mean, I can only remember like off the top of my head for me, I beat Corbin on that same Monday night game that smelled <laughs> that you lost. Um, and I felt really bad about beating Corbin because he had it in the bag. Um, but I don't know, probably knowing you, I think you picked yourself. <laughs> Definitely honorable mention to everyone that lost that week. Was there another team that lost too, just because of the overtime game? Or no? Uh, I almost won that week. That that one hurt because that was the week that I think Taylor went off for like 40 points when I, I had no business even being close to winning. <laughs> and then I ended up like four points away and I was like even more pissed off. Because oh, yeah. Bryce held on. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. But so those are both honorable mentions. Um the one I chose was me and my team, my loss. <laughs> it was on my fourth fourth losing streak game. And I was texting McNeese. I felt pretty good. I was like, hey, you know, like this, I, I didn't, I didn't say I had this one in the bag. You know, I knew Zach could come back, um, but I felt pretty good. I had a 75 point lead and Lamar <laughs> just, just <laughs> went off and it just it was really it was it was tragic that's 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 all there is to say um, for me so um let's see what else we got here so we have this is more like on stats right so um the the award for the longest streak winning streak um for this year goes to none other than hamburger henry chad Way to go, Chad. Nice, Chad. Chad. Doing great. Can you guys could you guys guess how many how long his win streak is? Five games in a row. 
You nailed it. Five games. And then I think after starting out. Oh, two. Yeah, seriously. And then behind him, we have Trav who was public enemy number one. Um, (laughs) But, you know, with that Mahomes and and Hill combo, I think he has four. Um, And yeah, so we got Chad number one. So way to go, Chad. Um, And then for the highest scoring game uh, this season so far, we have Corbin with, can you guys guess how many points he scored? Was it like I remember 218? It was over 200. Yeah. 218 or something like that? Nailed it. 218. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Way to go, Corb. And then um, let's see. Here's more of a loser award. <laughs> Call this the biggest loser award. Uh, this is one of the, the losing trophies that isn't mine. Um, for once, it's can you guys guess the biggest the biggest margin of victory game? I thought it was this week with Hammer losing. Yeah. But was it was it Corb winning last week? Yeah, well, it was like 96 Eight. point victory or something. It was 80 points. It was Corb and it was the 218 game he had against Bryce's 123 game. And it was a 95-point victory. Oh, Ouch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so way to go, Corb. Um, let's see. What else I got here? I guess we can just – we can stop there for the for – how, the how about the longest losing streak? Who has the longest losing streak, guys? <laughs> the longest – okay, so the award for <laughs> the longest losing streak <laughs> we have here. Is it a two-way tie? We have a two-way tie between none other than drumroll, please, me and Hammer, with five. five. (laughs) (laughs) Wow! Wow! Look at us. And I will say it was. I mean, are you still in it? You're still in the streak, right? Still in the streak. Yeah. You can. You can. You can beat me. You know what I mean. Um, but man, it's hard out there. So that's what I'm gonna keep your head up. Yeah. Keep your head up. You can do it. Well, we're going to be in the in the bottom tier together. We have the same record. Okay. We're going to, we're going to, Hey, well, okay. So let's um, maybe that could be a good transition. Cause I didn't want to stop talking about this, but we need to talk about the punishment. We need to nail this down or we need to give it to the people in our league, you know, get on the group chat. Like we need to pick this. Whatever me and Hammer are gonna do at the end of the year. <laughs> hey, it might not be me. <laughs> it might if be a tie. You, if you if you go on the Yahoo website, you go to the standings, and then if you click current projections, the bottom three is Cameron, me, and then Smill. So oh, it's projected. Wow. <laughs> it's gonna I'm be one of us be in the presence of you three. <laughs> That's why we're the ones on the podcast. <laughs> oh uh, man so yeah. yeah get in the group chat uh puck league we gotta talk about this we gotta nail it down yeah we'll um, figure it out yeah uh, sweet all right well i think that wraps things up from here um good luck to everyone in week eight of the puck fantasy league